All right, Silas. You've come back. You've got a decision. Who have you decided on? So, uh, going into this, I thought it was going to go a very different way initially. Uh, but I feel like there's someone amongst the group who is more in line with my values and who I am as a person. And uh, I'm excited to see where that goes. So uh, my choice is pretty obvious. It's contestant four. Oh my lollipops. Oh my God, it's me. Oh God, it's you. Oh, I'm so happy. Well, I'm delighted that you're excited. I'm excited to see where this goes as well. I think you would be a fresh take here in the city. And I'm actually excited about where this is headed. I can't wait for the Silas? dirt. Silas, I would like to introduce you to Ashitari. Well, it is a pleasure to meet you, Ashitari. Let, let's go ahead and head on out. That sounds terrific. Wow. My name's Rebecca. And I'm Steven. And we are doing an out-of-character interview with two of our D&D buddies who've joined us for the Silas DeCivis dating show episode. Please introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm Tessa. Um, I play a wizard folk in Steve's Eberron campaign. Um, I'm a librarian. Okay. I'm Anthony. Uh, I play a <clears throat> uh, Kalashtar uh, Scion slash wizard in Steve's Eberron campaign. My character's name is Eartha. And mine is Ashitari. And we are delighted to have them in the booth today with Silas tormenting that poor man. <laughs> Guys, it is so nice that we have you this today because i love both of you guys uh they are regulars in my eberron game that we normally do once a week and they that we try to do we, we try <laughs> uh, honestly with, with the podcast and everything else it, it's always like hey today is gonna have to slide i'm sorry guys uh but they have been so accommodating all all, all of the members of the group have been fantastic and i want to thank you both uh, again for being patient and coming in because initially i think i had a whole different group of people and then it got turned around and turned around and you guys have been consistent and stayed and I love you guys so much for it. We love you too. Very much. And also like the days that you can't do the campaign also coincide with when I just have a lot on my plate. I'm like, okay, this is like, I love doing the game. Uh, you know, but... <laughs> it's, it's, it's 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 COVID time. I think we're all completely understanding that things life, come up. Life gets in the way, and sometimes it's not even like I've got too much on my plate. It's literally like I just had so much on my plate, and this is the first day that I've been able to breathe. 
Yeah. Yeah. And D&D sounds like a bit much today. That's, that's why, like, <laughs> when we do, like, Jackbox or sometimes Among Us and things like that, mm-hmm. it's been really nice just having a light, fun game uh, and just, just a palate cleanser for all of the serious stuff that goes on sometimes. Yes. That's exactly how I feel. So you guys were not familiar with Eberron before we brought you into the game. How are you liking it? Well, I'm definitely enjoying the setting in that it is still, in a lot of ways, like the a setting I'm familiar with, but it is also something completely new with different rules. I hadn't even played anything besides 5e before this, so uh, playing a 3.5 Eberron campaign has just um, really broadened my RPG horizons, and also you're a very uh, allowing DM, and it's like really fun when I come up with this just crazy idea, and you're like, sure, try it, and it's a good time. Uh, that that is, I do try and yes and constantly and try and be uh, uh, like I, I consider myself to be like a passive DM in that I'm not there to force you get uh, at one point in time you're like alright we need to find someone new to work with us and you threw a stone in a bar and hit somebody and that person you're like well we're friends now and absolutely fine well, what am I going to do step in and be like no everyone's offended no it's a bar they're having fun that and you're I'm, a giant lizard folk. I'm intimidated by you. I'm genuinely surprised that didn't end up in a bar fight, but I'm really happy it didn't. <laughs> oh, I... Part of it, it was your character, Cat, uh, uh, just like explaining it. Like, she's gonna throw a brick, and one of you is gonna get hit, and you'll have the pleasure of working with us. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Like... <laughs> Cat has just like so much big dick energy, and I think it's it's helped by the fact that she's constantly hanging around a lizard folk that's literally three times her size. Which is real funny. Oh. I love playing this big, strong woman character when in person I'm like five one. <laughs> Tessa is so tiny. Yes. It's yeah. I love I know. it. So. In that campaign, we also had Anthony. Uh, you came in after the fact. You were uh, part of the group when everyone else was on the train and it was being hijacked and you woke up and the train is being robbed and you tried to intercede and it was a very interesting way uh, to look at it. And then you just stuck with the group. I was Oh, it was so no, much fun. there was an interview process. Oh, that's right. The interview process. My, my apologies. Oh, the best of course, part. the interview process. We all sat down on one side of the table. Ashitari is on the other. We're like, okay, but can I trust you? I, <laughs> He's I just think, like, I don't know what's going on. I, I think that's sort of the best part. I uh, haven't played anything other than 5e either. I got Tessa into D&D and she pulled me into this. And I, I'm i new. I, I needed a bit of sort of like hand-holding for a bit while there and the fact that you guys were so like amazing and strong and sort of like sort of let my character come in and interview for being part of the group really helped i think <laughs> <laughs> it is it is a 
Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Tessa. Uh, just like, what the heck is a spot check? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so th- then, I think that that brings us to a good question. How do you feel about three five and its mechanics? We went a long time without playing, and uh, but we did play other games in the meantime that were five e. And coming back to that character sheet was just, like, a kind of emotion I did not expect to feel of, like, slight panic. I was like, I have forgotten everything about everything. <laughs> um, but, like, once we started playing a little bit, like, when we started uh, just talking in the beginning of the session, like, bullshitting, are we allowed to curse? Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay. No, I don't. I, I don't give a fuck at all. Let's do during, it. During during this portion, we can. during the in character yeah, interview. Yeah, character, please do. Uh, during the in character interview, uh, we are limited to like PG thirteen rules, so we can drop exactly one F bomb. Yeah, I, I don't know where it is yet. <laughs> it's a contest on who, can, yeah. on the two of us who can use it first. Um, oh but... yeah, there you go. <laughs> I don't even know what I was saying. Uh, so I like quickly scrolled through the character sheet on like, okay, remember, Brian, remember. <laughs> and um, it all came back to me. It was all fine. I I personally am still confused. I'm sort of sticking to <laughs> like five things that I know how to do. And that is spot checks, uh, roll magic attack rolls, uh, do a country accent, smile, try not to die. That's it. Eartha, I am in, in the first place I want to... You're just there to smile and be pretty while everybody else dies around you. Yes. Oh, yes. Wait, you have healing, right? Oh, I'm sorry. Hang on. Hang on. Tessa, can, can you go again on that? It came through very uh, robotic for a moment there. Oh, you're good. Um, which part? Uh... Rest by healing. Yeah, does Ashatari have healing? No. Oh, because then it'd be, it'd be like you stand back and like look pretty and then you do healing, but you're just really just there to be pretty. <laughs> yes, that's my entire role. No, 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 no one has This team is stacked very weirdly. Uh, and I feel like healers never end up in games most of the time. No one wants to play a cleric or a paladin. Even a bard with like one or two healing spells would be like, eh, not really. I, I've played clerics before. With healing voice. <sighs> like uh, how Ashitari has like a a very sort of southern country accent. Uh, Eartha, I just wanted to have a husky voice, but at one point it started turning more like Spanish, and sometimes it slips into kind of like Russian. I'm not sure what I'm doing half of the time. <laughs> it's great, is what it is. It's amazing. No one's gonna question Eartha if her accent changes. Everyone's just gonna be like, "No, that's that's all right. I don't want that's the alligator to attack me." What has been this whole time? I can destroy you verbally and physically. I don't feel like being eaten today. <laughs> uh, Eartha has been my biggest challenge as a DM because she is a fucking tank, and it is so hard to hit her with anything. So, fun fact. Uh, just for the two of you, now you know the secret's out. 
Eartha is actually one to two levels higher than the rest of the party because of a mistake on Steven's part. I made a mistake oh. when we were doing that because I forgot about stuff and I was like, she is she is fucking strong as shit. What is going on here? And I looked back through it and I was like, oh, that's why. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot. And it's not a big deal. It's really not. I, I want you to know, Eartha has been an absolute delight and I love her so much and I, I want her in my game still. So don't, don't panic. Well, if we need to, we can have a conversation of, like, she needs nerfed, bruh, temporarily. No, 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 no. no. That's the point of 3.5, is to just be as overpowered as possible. Yeah, I I don't, I mean, you guys have had rough fights, you guys have had serious encounters, I've made sure to keep it balanced, I just have to, while I'm DMing, look at stuff and be like, alright, I have to change this while we're doing it, so. Think about it this way, um, Eartha is pulling Cat's weight, too, because Cat is genuine shit in a fight. She really is. Cat <laughs> is terrible in a fight. It's funny, though, because, like, uh, I mean, every time that I pull something, the, like, the one that we're doing now is, like, a level one adventure, but I've just retrofit it so that way it fits your group. I think that... Man, the, the tension and anger. Oh, it's so good in this one. I feel like Cat and Eartha have kind of a Kronk and Yzma dynamic, but healthy. <laughs> Like, come but healthy, exactly. Time. Like, I'm just the the himbo, and and there's like the the hard mastermind. It's true. It it really is. Oh man, what, the, the I I really really love my group that I have. It's been so fun playing with all of you. And there have been times where the entire roleplay session is just letting you guys have at it and be ridiculous and be over the top. And I really enjoy that, uh, not having to force you guys. Because I, I, I wanted to be that DM where I'm like, it's the whole time and an action adventure and someone kicks down the door. But sometimes you just want a little bit of growth and inner party conflict and things like that. I, I like that. I really enjoy having that. So... Anthony, you did mention that you got Tessa into D&D. So let's let's ask, what got you into D&D? What was your first D&D session? Uh, I uh, <clears throat> got into D&D because someone recommended the podcast uh, The Adventure Zone to me. And after listening through it, I was walking in the, the Meadowbrook Mall when I saw a big whiteboard sign that said, D&D Nights, Wednesday, 7 p.m. And I said, Wow! If only it wasn't 8 p.m. Wednesday, and came back next week, and <laughs> played. <laughs> oh my god, I'm sorry, that's hilarious. <laughs> and uh, I came back the next week, and I played, I believe it was Beast of no, it was with, like, Andrew, and I <clears throat> uh, played a ranger for the night, and came back next week, and we ran a one-shot where I met Jed, and I believe Caitlin as well. And then that just sort of opened me up to everything, why I just kept coming back, because I loved all you guys. You guys were great, and it was so much fun playing D&D with you. I mean, we're alright, I guess. No, we're a nightmare. It's... <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's only great in my game, and all the other games we're in, we're terrible. It's true. If I'm a player, I'm the worst. Um, but no, that's genuinely funny because I I know from from personal experience uh, running games at our local friendly gaming store. 
um, that most of the time games don't start until like eight. I was gonna say the sign says seven. The sign means nine. Yeah. <laughs> 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 all right, we've all sat down. We all remembered to refresh our characters and go over everything again. Now I'm gonna explain the plot of what's going on, and it's time to pack up and go. <laughs> Um, yeah. Yeah. Man, I miss, I miss, uh, like, seeing everyone at the, from the local gaming store. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. It's just, it, like, seeing the whole room full of people, and we're in such a remote location, and yet we had, like, 40 to 50 people playing there every 80 week. people at one time. I wasn't there for any of that nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was, that was before me. I got in and they were like, let's cut down the numbers, this fucking guy. <laughs> so Tessa, tell me about your introduction to D&D. I know it was through Anthony, but t tell us a little bit about it. Well, um, we had just started hanging out together for a little while. I was like, cool. Uh, we started having like a, mo like a movie night on Fridays where we would watch Dragon Ball Z. Uh, and he was like, hey, do you want to come to this D&D game with me? But he didn't specify what time. And so I was like, oh, he must mean tonight. And like, as the evening wore on, I was like, it's kind of storming. But he was like, oh no, it's Wednesday. But um, I got there and joined the table and really had no clue what I was doing. Uh, but I got this dwarf character named Sanguine, and uh, he was a barbarian, and gosh, I miss that character so much. Uh, and like from there, it was just so much fun. And um, I remember when I wrote the backstory and he sent it to the DM, uh, he was saying like, you win, like this is the best backstory ever. And, <laughs> uh, and he was right. That was like a lot of encouragement. It probably went to my head a little bit, but um, it was just such a good time. And since then, uh, that was like almost three, four years ago. Almost four years ago, I've been DMing for like almost three years now. So four years, my goodness. Yeah, no, it it, it feels like it's only been a short time. The time is really weird now. Pandemic has fucked it up. But can I talk about how cute it was? The like, the like, they played D&D &D together. Like, oh my gosh, they're oh. so cute. <laughs> if uh, you didn't know, you you guys are our OTP. Oh, absolutely. Oh. Yeah. Absolutely. You, you, you are cinnamon rolls and we must keep you safe at all costs. It was actually on the drive home from D&D, &D, like back to Morgantown. I was like, hey, do you want to date me? And, um... <gasps> <gasps> okay, to be fair, to be fair, to be fair, I do want to say that when I first met, I we met at 4-H camp, but when I texted her, like, the first time when I went to college, I was like, hey, you want to go out? And she was like, let's be friends for a while first, so I know you better. Oh my goodness. Well, I'm glad D&D could bring you together like that. I think that was the, 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 the <laughs> final push there. Thank goodness. Without D&D, who knows what would have happened. Yes, but in the response to the OTP comment, like, the game we play on Tuesdays, it's like most of my favorite people in one chat. And then I'm <laughs> in, who seems pretty cool. Yeah. 
I, I absolutely, Brian is, I can't wait to bring him on because he's going to come on as Zorchillic at some point in time, and then I get to talk about all of Cat and uh, Tal's shenanigans and <laughs> their weird flirty relationship They're that weird. makes everyone uncomfortable. Yeah, it's 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 great because I, I'm pretty sure Cat just actually doesn't have any feelings for him. <laughs> We'll, we'll get to the bottom of it. Yeah. Uh, but I, I was not expecting, and it's so fun when people from different sides of your life, like, come Neat. together, and then they get along really well, and it makes you feel good inside. Like, Brian is my friend from college. You guys are my friend, what, 15 years later? It, and that's completely different sides of my life. And, man, you guys all get along, and it's a really fun game. And hell if I don't love that. If I knew you in college, I'd say, man, how long you've come far you come whatever but i didn't know you in college yeah that, that makes sense yeah yeah <laughs> i was part of the cool kids club i went to an art school i uh, i went to an art school and they're no longer in business that's how good of a college it was <laughs> they have gone under completely to be fair the college that i went to is a university and it's going on yeah, but I went to visit my campus and it was a shoe store, and I was like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with that? <laughs> I just stood outside and I was like, man, all of the memories I had here were horrible, and yet I don't want it to be a shoe store. I, I, don't, I just don't want this. It feels like would, it invalidates all of my would, pain. Would you have rathered it be a different kind of store? Maybe. At least I'd like, like... Like an Apple store? I'm not going to go in and buy, like, an expensive pair of shoes. I'm not going to go in there and get... I think it was, like, a Nike store, and I'm not going to go in there and buy a pair of Nikes. At least, if it was a different store where I could have gone in and bought something, like, at least I feel like I'm still part of it. And I, now I feel like I'm excluded. Like, one of those people, like, I was here before when it used to be different... <laughs> I was in this school before it was cool. You can't prevent me from coming in your shoe store, peruse. I went to school here. <laughs> just, just. That's the most insane thing I've ever heard. Yeah, it was like both, like amazing to find out that. You know, I paid for a degree, and that they're uh, they've gone under, and I'm just mad about that. That I still have to pay. Like, fuck you, <laughs> you bailed out. I still went. I have the I have the degree or the I have the tuition to still pay off. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> where was that going? I forget. Uh, <laughs> segue. I was going to ask about uh, other things. Related. Tessa really likes plants. Oh, oh, that's what I was going to mention. Yes, that that Tessa is our go-to. Like anytime we have questions about plants and magical related plants, like Tessa, I'm doing a thing about a plant. I need you to read over it because I don't know anything about plants. And that makes me so happy. Just like. It seems like the more I learn about plants, the more I realize there's like better plant gurus out there. And so like you like little plant knowledgeless babies like looking up to me really validates my like my gardening ego in a little bit in a All way. Right. This interview is fucking done. I'm not being called a baby. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> 
No, See, it, I just have this image of in my head of like Steve wearing a diaper, and he's got like like a succulent that's dead in one hand, and like a binky in the other, and he's just like Tessa. <laughs> I think initially it was because of uh, Creatober. I was doing different things for Creatober, and I was like, "Hey, I'm doing a cocktail." Would you mind reading it over? And part of the history of the cocktail included reference to, like, a plant. And Tessa was like, no, this is not how this works at all. <laughs> I, I understand it's magical, but you need to fucking get this right, Steve. <laughs> I try my best. I, like, the thing is, if it does turn out to be like, oh man, Tessa made a mistake. You're not gonna come after me. I'm the plant guru. <laughs> <laughs> we want the grass outside to grow properly I will not offend the druid I actually um, someone invited me to a game on Wednesdays uh, like over discord and like we're, the concept was that us ourselves got mysteriously teleported into the forgotten realms and so I had to figure out what class to be and I was like, I kind of forgot druids were a thing for a solid like day. <laughs> I was like, I really like puns and like dad jokes. Maybe I can be like a bard or something, like work with that. And they're like, don't you like plants? I was like, oh yeah, what the f <laughs> <laughs> Like as we talk, there's like a cactus, um, like a really lanky one that's like poking my leg because I can't uh, move it yet. Um, like, and the closet behind me is just full of, like, plant matter. I was gonna say, when we went to your house, it, it had, like, plants everywhere, and it was very threatening. It was so... a very threatening aura on all the plants <laughs> when we were there. From just what she said, I have this mental image of, like, your typical cactus... Mm -hmm. But it's got, like, one finger poking out, <laughs> and it's just sitting in the middle of the room, just poking at her. I can't move him yet. Finger. It's just, like, flipping the bird. Um, it's called a fishbone cactus, if you want to look at a picture of it. Um, or they call it a zigzag cactus. And it's, like, an arboreal thing. And it looks kind of like a cartoon fishbone, but between each of the spines, like, not spines, like, ribs... It has a tiny little needle, like a cactus needle, and I did not know it had that when I adopted it. And getting it into my car was an adventure, nonetheless. <laughs> like, <clears throat> oh no. Ah, uh, and funny, if you don't mind, I have a story about it. Oh no, please, please, <clears throat> absolutely. Before before you begin, I, I will say that it looks like what like cartoon algae looks like. Okay, I can see that. Or like seaweed. if my druid was to have leaves in their hair, it would be those exact type of leaves where it has that zigzaggy effect. Yeah, and in each of the hollows, there's just this little needle, and it's all right, Tessa. Needle. Tell us the story of your cactus. Tell it. Um. So, I had talked to my therapist um, virtually because pandemic and been like yeah i just got so many plants and was kind of using it as like retail therapy over the summer and now i have too many plants <clears throat> and she jokingly said ha that's kind of like an addiction i was like yeah i'm gonna cut back and uh 
my friend Emily said, hey, I need to get rid of all these plants. Do you want some? I was like, hey, I don't have to spend money on these. And my therapist had mentioned that her kids hang out with my friend Emily's kids. And I was like, it's probably fine. And so I drive to my friend Emily's house and I'm loading up all of these plants. And um, I'm trying to figure out how to put this pointy ass succulent in my car. And I have this tiny little like, like Crown Vic like thing. And so I'm trying to shove this cactus in my car when I see this car pull up to the house next door. And like the, my therapist kids who had been playing with the other people's kids like they run over i'm like oh no and i'm like holding this succulent and she oh, like gets no. out of the car and we like we make kind of eye contact and i'm just like trying to shove this unwieldy plant in <laughs> and i was I, like, just awkwardly <laughs> waved i was like oh shit i said i was gonna stop getting plants <laughs> and my therapist gets home and she doesn't know that like I'd be there and I'm just like <laughs> shoving this into my car. Oh, but um I get like pricks to that. I, I think plants is an okay uh, like like it, it could be worse. It could be I mean, you know I would much rather buy too many plants than like methamphetamines. Yeah. <laughs> At I least mean, it's I, not I really meth. buy methamphetamines, I'm not gonna I, I have like it depends on the type of plan. Uh, I'm gonna. God, okay, you know what? No, I'm wrong. Your therapist is right. Fucking, uh, just ignore me. You've got too many, Tessa. That's that's enough. I lost count. If you've lost count of plants, I think that is all. Like that's a red flag. That is immediately a red flag. So here's my question: Do you count by pot or do you count by like root system? I count by pot, and so that's worse. Like, to technically get rid of plants, I have been consolidating some. Like if I have three of the same kind, I'm just like, okay, you all are like roommates now, and um, I've technically gotten rid of plants, even though it's taking up sort of the same blueprint with like this 12 inch pot, and um, <laughs> and I keep like propagating plants. I just can't stop. And so I'm just like, keep making babies off of these plants. And um, I'm trying to give them away, but like, my coworker was like, oh no, like you can have it, sweetie. I was like, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm like a plant dealer in the parking lot. And part <laughs> of my work, it doesn't look good to be exchanging you some matter. Do you want some weeds? <laughs> uh, I've got some real good succulent here. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And like, like Steve said, it should be a threatening, like, presence that you feel. Because like, half of these things are toxic, honestly. <laughs> that, that explains it. Because initially when I saw them, my immediate response was, Hey, I'm going to eat that. And that, yeah, that, that explains the... the, the... <laughs> Like, I gotta watch what rooms they're in, like specific ones. I'm like, because we, we have a dog watching like side business in my house. So I'm like, okay, these can't be in these rooms because some dumbass like pupper is just gonna nom on this and get like, best case scenario, diarrhea. Worst case scenario, we're gonna have to like 
rush it to the vet. So I'm like real careful about where we put shit. Yeah, I I, I think I would remove those. Like at at that point in time, it feels like you're I'm gonna run a dog walking business and also chocolate factory. Just you know, <laughs> it's, it'll be fine. It'll it'll absolutely work out for everyone involved. <laughs> Nothing's gonna keep me from my love of like chocolate, honestly. <laughs> You have too many threatening blood. Like, oh my goodness. I was going to say we'll take one, but now I'm worried about Arabella. Yeah, don't do it, Steve. Because she's not smart. <laughs> well, I do, like, my siblings all have dogs, so I propagate the dog safe ones and give those away as, like, Christmas gifts. So. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some people. Uh, you guys do specifically give the best gifts. Uh, get, uh, oh my goodness. Get, you guys do specifically give the best gifts. Because the one that you got for Rebecca when you knitted her the little <laughs> Sully and the little Mike Wazowski, just absolutely adorable. And then you did the uh, birthday wish for Rebecca where you guys sang. Just fantastic. Eyes yeah. That, that one broke Rebecca just harder than everything else. <clears throat> it's true. Weird song. I'm I'm really glad because I was like parodying, parodying the song and I was just like... Do you think she'll like this, Anthony? <laughs> uh, he had never read or watched The Color of Magic, and I dressed him as, like, Rincewind the Wizard, and... It, it came through. We it knew exactly did. what it was. It did. I, I could tell immediately, and, like, uh, I just immediately started bawling my eyes out. Because I was like, oh my gosh, this is so adorable! And then you guys started singing, and I was dead. Um, wholeheartedly. Like... Oh, uh, the puns were fantastic. <laughs> Mm, yep. Just, just so good. Very good. I. Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Tessa. Oh, I. My first one shot as a DM, I based like entirely in Ankhmor pork, and I recently made Anthony watch The Color of Magic. Yeah. And he really thought all this time, like in my th- almost three years as a DM, that I was really <laughs> original. And like creative, and he just like kept looking at me and going, "Wow, Tessa!" Everything, it's everything. <laughs> it was an campaign. I had no clue until we watched it. I was like, "Oh, that suitcase has feet, huh?" <laughs> wow. <laughs> <clears throat> How did you enjoy the color of magic, Anthony? I enjoyed it thoroughly, but I was a bit disappointed by the ending, I will admit. He was really shipping you... wind into flower. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that's a that's a solid trip there. Have you enjoyed any of the other Terry Pratchett miniseries? Uh, let's see, we watched... Uh, Hogfather. Hogfather. The Go- Going Postal. Going Postal. Going Postal. Um, I think... Have you guys watched the new one, The Watch, yet? No, I'm, I'm kind of like... They... I have strong opinions about Cherry Littlebottom and her feminine identity, and her identity as a dwarf, and where she's supposed to have a beard and a helmet and boots, and that's like vital to her cultural background. And so I'm, I'm, is it's out yet? Like, yeah, it started releasing a few weeks ago. What platform? We'll, we'll do a watch party. All of us will sit together and we I'll can watch, all watch, watch e- either delight or, or coil. 
I, we also did watch uh, Good Omens together. Oh, we did watch Good Omens. Good Omens was so good. Good oh. Omens was good as well. Uh, Going Postal is my favorite because uh, Moist Von Lipwig is my baby. Uh, God damn it, I love him so much. Oh man, that was my favorite movie of all, like, in general for like a few years. Like, I just loved it so much. The movie was all, uh, all right. I, I, I read the book. Well, I didn't read the book. I, I listened, listened to an audiobook, and counts. man, I absolutely love the character there. And a lot of it came through in the movie. I just was disappointed yeah. with some things because I'm a picky, picky little bitch. After reading Making Money, I was like, this is just t- high tier comedy. Like, I love it. Like, oh yeah, absolutely. And then we are a. About We're like three quarters of the way through uh, raising steam. Raising steam. We just that was man before pandemic too because we used to actually go places and do things and we'd listen to audiobooks on the way. Now, no, we're stuck inside and I don't want to listen to audiobook. <laughs> you can't make me. So uh, the thing that we always ask uh, that there's two questions we ask of people involved in D and D things. And you two were involved in D&D things, so you're getting them questions. The first one, of course, is if you could introduce any item into D&D, what would it be? Because we've done so with our Echoers. What would you introduce to D&D if you could? Does it have to be, like, a real-world item or, like, something you've had homebrewing, like, in your brain? I'll take either. I will take either one of those. Now, Anthony does not like this idea, but... Well, then I'm on board. Let's go. I'm scared. You're about to change your mind, because I love jumping spiders. Oh, Jesus. And if they had those, I'm like, out. in the size of dogs, but also lovey like dogs, that would just make my whole world. Like, they have these big eyes, and they're fluffy. They're just, like, puppies with twice the limbs. I'm so here for it. If they if they had the dog soul in there, like it's it's Daisy, but she's just a spider now, and she's like dog size, <laughs> and she's so fuzzy. I like if that could be a widely known thing in D and D, just like oh, and her pet spider, who's adorable and loving, and it like it licks you with its little mandibles. It loves you. No. <laughs> <laughs> Like, they're just so cute, and I wouldn't want a giant spider, because spiders are, like, unpredictable to me. But if they had, like, dogs are also kind of unpredictable, but, like, there's good dogs. I'd want a good pupper spider. I took psychic damage. That's what that was. I took psychic damage. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my, like, I play Grounded on Xbox, and it's just, no, I've dealt with giant spiders. I've dealt with big spiders. No, I'm, I'm out. I don't want spiders at all. No, thank you. No fucking thank you. It is a nightmare seeing giant spiders in your peripheral and be like, oh, shit. Uh, Anthony, would you please recoup this situation? He He took psychic damage. Do you not understand? (laughs) I'm down. Uh, uh, I I actually, uh, today Tessa and I were sitting next to each other, and I leaned forward after no prompting. We weren't even, like, talking. I said, Goat elephant. And I I have been thinking about this for a while, because I was like, you know, those would be two creatures that would work very well together, I think, as, like, one 
unit. Like a little trunk, some horns, all fuzzy. At this point, I'm describing like an upside down mammoth, but still. <laughs> Did you say it would have hooves? Yes. Would and it have the balance of. Or would it have tusks? Now, I've got a lot of questions now. Both ducks. Yes. And it, it's small, like a goat. I feel like that would be okay. a very good pet. And like a, a beast master ranger sidekick. Like, know, it given... like mini goat size or large goat size? Uh, <clears throat> or both? Both. Because I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree solidly on this one. Because now you've got a goat that can pretty much go wherever it wants to without your permission. It's gonna use its trunk <laughs> to open things. It's gonna go through doors. That goat is gonna fuck up your life. That that's not like a regular goat. There, that is. It not a... only has horns for ramming, but it has tusks. Yes, he's he's like an improved triceratops because it has four horns now. This is a nightmare. That I, I, initially, do, I was like, "Oh my need, goodness!" We do need to talk about how goats are very intelligent animals, and elephants are very intelligent animals. That's a nightmare too. Yeah, I didn't even so, think of that one. Like, oh god! Knives. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if it has like the two eyes. Now it has five horns. <laughs> and, and does it eat like does it eat like a goat or does it eat like an elephant is it like just constantly shoveling down food but then just constantly shoveling down everything it can get its hands on goat all the way anything and would it eat through fencing like oh my god this is this is this is this is this is this is the start of a magical plague i can feel See, it. the best part about this is now our listeners are going to hear this and they're going to be like well house of Dallas, we on that oh yeah you know what <laughs> that is true I, you have a name for your your goat elephants. You, you wanna you wanna capitalize on here. We'll we'll make sure that it goes underneath that name. Uh, Mammoth. 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 All right. <clears throat> All right. To All right. any listeners out there who are good at building stat blocks, um, are probably not listening to us. Are probably if not you have to any us. knowledge of, you know what. Uh, uh, I, I don't know what to do. I'll, I'll pay you five bucks for a mammoth <laughs> stat block. And that is how we go broke. Uh, <laughs> you know what? This is ridiculous. Every single time I try and spend money on something crazy, it's a problem. When a Luthie spends money on mammoths, everyone's on board. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's little Tuskies. is so cute. <laughs> Imagine a baby one, though. Like yes. running out around like a little kid, and then it has those little horns and those bulbous eyes. And, and, and you know what? No, no, Steve. It would be so easy. Elephants are afraid of everything, and goats are afraid of nothing. No, but if you spook <laughs> a goat, what does a goat do? And you go ba, and you scare them. Sometimes they do faint. That is they cruel. faint. That, that, that is fainting goats. <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> I love you guys. <laughs> Just the top of Char, you know, you're in Skyway, and you're like, oh, it's so nice up here, and there's a fucking goat on the side of one of the buildings just leering at you. It waves its trunk threateningly. <laughs> it can use its dexterity to open your window. It has a knife in its trunk. It stabs you. <laughs> it remembers what you did. You took its apple. It's come for revenge. I do want to. Uh, 
I do want to add that, like, uh, growing up, uh, we had goats. And one day we came back from school to find the door open, and the goat was on the table. It had figured out a way to open the door, get inside, and was actively standing on the table as we came home. That's brilliant. I also can't. You literally have this knowledge that goats get into, and you're like, let's go to the elephant park. That'll be fun. Anthony, <laughs> you are part of the problem. But now you see he can open the fridge and he can get uh, whatever he wants out of there and then leave. He can shut the door now, too. He also specified- I don't think he would. It's a goat. He's going to be an asshole. <laughs> he specified earlier today that the droppings are goat-like, but the tail is elephantine. Yes. These are important things to note. Yes. Uh, so, moving on to a different question. Because <laughs> we're going to get tied up in mimosas for years. Yeah. Oh my um, god, I got questions about teeth. Yeah, you know, let's not. Let's just, let's, yeah, let's get away. If you had access to a single spell from Dungeons & Dragons that you could cast in real life, what would it be? This is where knowing 3-5 helps because you have actual spells instead of, you know, 5 edition where they have like 6 of them. No, 5th edition only has like 6 good ones. That's dumb. I was actively thinking like, hmm, what spells do I know? And my my only thought was fireball. <laughs> yeah, like how much, how can you use that legally in your day-to-day -day life? Yeah. But you're not going to use it to deal with the goats. <laughs> Uh, um, <laughs> okay, but hear me out. Kitchen somehow. Yeah, okay. like you go, you go to a hospital and you start feeding people good berries. Well, imagine Ooh. like if you had cure wounds. Well, yeah, good berries were, were, do like one HP. Um, if you could like, but if they had like cancer or something, like would you have to use like greater restoration or like? Probably. God damn you both. Can't you be selfish like the rest of us? <laughs> Immediately being just altruistic with your spells. Wanting to help people make the world a better place. God damn you both. <laughs> I feel like the only problem is that I feel like if I chose, like, Wish, that's very, uh... I feel like that's the obvious go-to. But that's also really risky. Yeah. And it's like, you're... It's only, it's only risky if you get a dick DM. I, I think that Wish generally can be okay. If you're trying to break the game or your DM's an asshole, which is a problem. Meteor swim. Um, maybe like I, I love that Anthony's just thinking of like destructive <laughs> spells. <laughs> Insight into who Anthony really is. Polymorph because like it gives you temporary HP. Like you can do whatever the heck you need as like an elephant and then if it injures you you're like gucci but then also like as long as like if you're casting polymorph, polymorph you can like fly and stuff right yeah as long as you're not like just oh absolutely like, yeah shape or like wild shape <laughs> so i i definitely like i'd just be really worried about getting shot in west virginia <laughs> it's gonna that's the backstory to, like, the Saberton python that got on the loose, like, two years ago. Yeah. Like, it's just someone using polymorph, man. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, shit. Um, <clears throat> I also do want to sort of slide this sort of into the idea box, and that is a uh, mass suggestion. Are oh, Anthony, oh my goodness. At this point, I'm per I, I could be Purple Man. But... Actually, yeah, I am going to. I'm sensing a lot of dark energy from the side of the <laughs> yeah, table. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, oh, I'm, I'm very interested in what's going on with Anthony right now. Hear Are you out. okay, buddy? Hear me out. Mass suggestion, become a motivational speaker. Okay, like, you can do that. Uh, yes. You, you could do that, but let's be honest. I'm going to have that power and use it immediately for, like, three, four days, I'll be a good boy. And then at the end of that, I'm like, no, I am now in charge of everything. I <laughs> know then, best. Secretly casting Zone of Truth around, like, just be, like, in the bank and be like, Zone of Truth. <laughs> like, someone's going to fucking trip up today. Yeah. <sighs> They're all so cool. I would spider climb to be with my spider buddies. My, like, dog oh, no. spider. Nope. Your dog spider? It's like, <laughs> fucking monster. It's like a corgi size. It's not huge. I am now sensing a bit of dark energy coming from your side this of the table. This is love. <laughs> this, this is love. Uh, okay, Tessa, I, I want you to know, when we go back to D&D, &D, uh, we're going to talk 3-5 has a thing called Vermin Lord. It's an evil thing but you get a spider hand i don't know if maybe that's up here Wait, like like a hand one that's shaped like a spider like your like hand your yeah hand? yeah absolutely how what? is it attached it that's detaches kind of as well oh yeah it is but you get like a, you you get you oh my god vermin lord has a whole bunch of cool stuff yeah the, like all of these conversations have been like man i've got i've got classes for all of you let's go that's icky you know how were-rats are, like, seen as less than? I think that's, like, around that zone. <laughs> like, just running around Kalimshan with my spider hand. I think you can turn into a swarm, too. Like, you can just dissolve into, like, a swarm of bugs. Ugh. Yeah, Ugh. yeah, like that. Vermin Lord are great. Ugh, yeah. You're in a rat with Dracula. I, I don't want to here. I I do not want to. I'm not want to be Spider Hand Sam. I'm just <laughs> discount Spider Man Sam. That might be my new character though. Man, I've wanted to do an evil campaign. It would be fun to to give that a shot again, like running an evil campaign for people. I used to do that when I first started DMing. And then everyone got all like, no, I don't want to play an evil character. Evil campaigns aren't fun. And I really wish, man, I'd love to go back to that. What if the whole arc was structured, or like the whole campaign was structured as a long redemption arc? Like how these I mean, that, characters got redeemed. That that would be fun. I also just, just enjoy, you know, just a band of rogues just having a good time. I mean, I played a pretty solidly evil character at one point. Uh, when I first did uh, the campaign that, the other campaign that we had, uh, what the hell's the name of that one? Keith Baker's. Eyes of Lich uh, Echoes the Last War. Shadows of the Last War? Shadows. Shadows of the Last War. When I first did that one, I had a parallel campaign running as a group of Emerald Claw soldiers tracking down the group, trying to get a hold of them. 
So, uh, you know, both groups were played by the same people. That's so it was it was real fun. Yeah, it's it's again it's fun to it's it's fun to be bad guys sometimes, not like horrible people, but you know, bad guys. Yeah, bad guys. Yeah, yeah you are a bad guy, but you are not a bad guy. So I think that'll do it because we do have to do the other portion of this, and we are already pretty close to an hour. Uh, so, uh, Anthony, Tessa, anything you guys want to pitch? Anything you guys have coming out in the world that you want us to, uh, I, I don't know, you drop in a CD, maybe an art installation, some sort of Netflix show? I, I don't know. What, what do you guys have on? Um, the most I have going on is, like, um, I run a plant Facebook page in the Morgantown, West Virginia area, uh, called the... Mon County Plant Exchange, and uh, that's where people give away plants to each other. And if you want to join that, in you're in West Virginia, that's kind of like the the thing you have to be from. You have to work or live in West Virginia. <laughs> um, uh, so all of you listening from South Africa and Germany, unfortunately, you guys are not included in this one. I have to say that. That's like the closest <laughs> closest thing I have to a promotion. Oh, um. Uh, yeah, I. I recently started a crochet account on Instagram just to like sell some of the crochet stuff I've come up with. I've only got two patterns on there right now that I am crocheting and giving to people, but uh, I'm hoping to get more uh, original crochet patterns to give to people. So what's the name? So uh, what are your two current ones? Uh, Right now I have Baymax in the... Uh, pride colors, d- just depending on like what pride flag you may want, any color really, and a dog pattern, like a little uh, sleepy puppy. Uh, and the account's name is uh, Spicy Meatball. Uh, it's spicy with a one and seven I, and meatball as an M E A T B O L. Is that space or like down or one word? Yeah, one word. One word. All right, that We've is. Got, we'll yeah, put we'll, links well, yeah, we'll absolutely well. put that in there because we definitely want to make sure. Maybe we'll have to talk to you because you know what? We have the cockatrice that Rebecca's been sewing up. Maybe we'll have to see if we can get a crochet version just to mm-hmm. add a little variety. Yeah, right. I have no idea. I don't know either, but maybe Anthony does. He seems like he uh, he's in the know of how to make things. I will certainly try multiple times to do it. Anthony, you don't have to do that at all. <laughs> Well, thank you, um, and as always, I hope everybody has a wonderful day. Bye! Bye! Bye.